Welcome to Forging the Norsatch, a podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, small business owners, and the supporters of the Northern Utah entrepreneurial ecosystem, presenting an interesting topic of the day and an enlightening interview with a new company or organization that supports business in the Norsatch, presented by the Economic Development Office of Weber State University. Welcome to Forging the Norsatch. This is Guy Latender, episode number 26, September 2021. My co-host today for this episode is Angie Osgathorpe, the president of the Davis Chamber of Commerce. And joining Angie and I for our organization of this episode is Amanda Tullis of the Davis Technical College and their economic development department there. However, before we hear from Amanda, we'll visit with Sean Buse of Ogden Small Business Development Center and learn about the great things that that center provides to our entrepreneurs and small business community. Up next in the Hall Global Center for Entrepreneurship's lecture series, they have Brett Anderson, who's the founder of the Living Planet Aquarium on October 12th at 6 p.m. It's a Zoom event. And you can find out more about that at the Hall Global Center for Entrepreneurship at weber.edu. Brandon Stoddard, the director of that center, has some great lectures and guest speakers coming throughout the year. So after uh, Brent Anderson, there's a few other great speakers coming to that forum. So look for that again at the Hall Global Center for Entrepreneurship at uh, Weber State's website. The Ogden Weber Chamber upcoming has an event, the After Hours event, and the next one's at Cash Valley Bank. It's October 13th at 5 p.m. And to learn more about that, check out the Ogden Weber Chamber of Commerce website, go to their calendar page for October 13th. And the Davis Chamber, uh, their annual Witches, Werewolves, and Women in Business event. That's a great event, too, October 7th. It's a lunch event at Lagoon's Canyon Terrace. And to find out more about that, go to the Davis Chamber of Commerce website's calendar page. And on both of our Chamber's events pages, there's lots of events you guys should check out to help grow your business and get connected into the small business and entrepreneurial community. We're also looking for questions to to answer on our show or ideas for guests to be in our show. And please send an email to norsach at weber.edu. And norsach is N-O-R-S-A-T-C-H at weber.edu. So we look forward to answering some questions that could be fun and some new uh, guests that you all think should be on our show. So with that, let's get with Sean Buse and the Ogden Weber Small Business Development Center. Well, today we're going to meet with Ogden Small Business Development Center Director, Sean Buse. Um, Sean is an attorney and director of Weber State University Small Business Development Center in Ogden. The office is right there at 26th and Monroe. Sean has 12 years experience working in all aspects of economic development through Utah, including working at Davis County, Salt Lake City, and the city of Ogden. He's also a part-time instructor at the U of U for legal, business, and HR professional education classes. I've known Sean now for a couple of years and really enjoyed working with him, a well-wounded expert in several economic issues, as well as entrepreneurship and business development. Welcome to the show, Sean. How are you today? Hey, Guy. Doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, chat for a little bit. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So, Sean, how long have you been with the Small Business Development Center here in Ogden? 
Yeah, so uh, I came to Weber State SBDC about two and a half years ago. It's been a fantastic move. I've been uh, doing economic development throughout northern Utah, as you mentioned. I was with Ogden City and Davis County and Salt Lake City um, doing a wide variety of small business development and general economic development roles. But my favorite part was always small business. And so it's been exciting to focus exclusively on small business in this role here with uh, Weber State SBDC. And we're lucky to have you. I, I think your your passion for small business and entrepreneurship and and your experience across all those aspects of that is a, is a wonderful resource for small business and entrepreneurs to come take advantage of. Um, what What's your day look like? I mean, when you get to work in the morning, how does your day start? What, what do you do there during the day? <laughs> well, like a lot of people, it unfortunately starts by uh, looking at 500 emails uh, that I've received uh, from the previous day that aren't answered. No, uh, you know, the, the crux of what we do uh, is work directly with uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, and so I spend the bulk of my day meeting directly one-on-one in small group settings, uh, whether that's in person or on Zoom, with uh, entrepreneurs throughout uh, the Weber County area and parts of Davis County. I live in Davis County, so uh, if there's a, a customer that or client that uh, has a, a business or, or works closer to Davis County, I'll meet them at one of the Weber State Centers um, in Layton or Farmington. But yeah, so uh, these small business counseling sessions um, I run, uh, you know, four to, to six per day, take about an hour, hour and a half a piece. And uh, yeah, we help small businesses um, with ideas and, and all sorts of uh, marketing, um, accounting, legal, of course, um, questions that they may have and, and uh, roadblocks that they may face in getting their business up and running and, uh, and or growing. So what services, I mean, within that conversation, you know, what are, what are some of the services that you help these entrepreneurs with? Yeah. So, you know, definitely there's the entrepreneurial mindset that is a challenge for people. So, you know, part of what we do is definitely uh, help people realize the, the psychological and lifestyle impacts of uh, the decision to become a, an entrepreneur, whether that's part-time or, or, or full-time. But then there's also the very tactical things that it takes to, to start a, a small business. And so we help uh, with anything from, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what I want to do, to I've been selling widgets or, you know, this recipe and my friends and family love it and I've made a few bucks off of them um, and I want to take it to the next level. So, yeah, uh, and that takes uh, the form of, you know, helping with business ideas, our understanding of resources in the area. Um, with the entrepreneur work I've done in the past, I've worked a lot with the small business lending community, both with uh, the government and the private sector. So sometimes it's financing, sometimes it's uh, business licensing and registration, sometimes it's agreements, uh, contracts uh, between vendors and and uh, and clients that uh, we help people formulate. And sometimes I'm uh, you know a sounding board uh, between a business owner um, and a partner, um, a, a third third-party neutral observer uh, that can help somebody, you know, uh, maybe get off of, uh, off of center or off of neutral and, uh, you know, and push their, their, their business to the next level, whatever that may be for them. That's awesome. I can imagine just being a small business owner and God, I don't really know about this and just 
calling you up and you say, hey, here's how you register your business. Here, here's a good tip. And being an attorney, and I don't necessarily think you can give official legal advice, but giving them advice to get advice in, in some cases that they really may need to hire an attorney to work through an issue. Your, your connection with the financing uh, world must be incredibly valuable as well. Yeah, I would say at least half of the clients I work with are in need of some type of startup funding and from one source or another, whether it's going to be uh, traditional um, types of financing, loans, um, investors, or uh, maybe it needs to be non-traditional. You know, most startup uh, companies need some form of financing and, and uh, that's not really the, the purview of, of banks and SBA. Um, so we need to go after some of those non-traditional sources. Um, some of them are, are very friendly, very local, you know, with Davis County, Ogden City, those types of loan programs. Uh, but some of them, yeah, um, there's some national organizations, some online resources. But uh, yeah, so it's been really helpful um, to, uh, to be able to navigate that, uh, that financial piece of, of the puzzle uh, with, with individuals uh, that are trying to get started up. So one of the cool things you've been working on, and you're a team member of the Wildcat Microfund and a mentor and a, and a source of deal flow for the microfund. Tell us about your experience with the Wildcat Microfund. Yeah, you know, because that is one of the top hurdles that uh, we face uh, or the small businesses face is how to get that initial funding. I've really uh, decided to, to, to jump on board the, the Wildcat Microfund train and to help out as much as we can, both from uh, talking to our clients about it. Uh, I, you know, I see between 15 and, and 20 clients a week uh, you know, half of those are probably new clients and, uh, you know, I bring it up every time with them. Um, so it's kind of word of mouth, uh, marketing for me for the microfund, but yeah, that, uh, that initial source, uh, of funding, you know, a thousand to $3,000 is so helpful to a lot of businesses, not every one of them, you know, I say maybe 10 to 20% of the, of the businesses that I see have an interest uh, in the microfund and, and see the value of getting that, that little initial uh, seed funding to get over the hump. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm happy to be a mentor for the, the entrepreneurs that are in the program that are uh, you know, in this area. And uh, I meet with uh, each mentor or each mentee that's going through the Wildcat Fund uh, process you know, three to five times before they're ready to present to the, to the panels of which uh, uh, the panel of judges, of which Guy has been an excellent uh, uh, panelist or judge on that as well, and has provided not only, you know, uh, analysis, but also, you know, a, a source of uh, referrals and resources and ideas to, you know, uh, similarly help these businesses uh, grow. Um, you know, the, the concept of the Wildcat Microfund and the SBDC is, is simply to get more entrepreneurs off the ground, get them started, you know, help identify the best practices for, for small businesses and uh, get more entrepreneurial uh, efforts and, and creative ideas uh, going on the ground here. And, and, the, the, and this fund is a big part of that. It's been a tremendous success in my opinion. Yeah, you're right, the, 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 the grants to help these small business going, whether they're financial cash or services are valuable. But as you mentioned, the five or eight six times you meet with them to prepare them to present to the judges and what that helps the entrepreneur understand about their business, who is their target customer, um, who's their competition, what's their financial 
situation will this eventually make money and i think that's more valuable than the grants but you know it's it's the carrot and then the cake if you will yeah, that yeah. goes with that so <laughs> you've been great there and you've been a great director i hope all our listeners now take advantage of this how, how would a listener get in touch with you sean you know, uh, a couple of resources. Uh, the best one is probably um, either my email, which is my first and last name at weber.edu. So seanbuse at weber.edu or through uh, the state SBDC website. Um, there are 14 SBDCs in Utah and we all share this place to register for our free services. Everything we've described uh, that we do is free. And that is utahsbdc.org. And then you'll uh, select the location, which of course is Ogden, and uh, and, and register with uh, with our center. Uh, we collaborate very closely with the Kaysville Center that's located at Davis Tech. Um, so the Davis Tech SBDC, I would say, is is probably our our partner in helping uh, all entrepreneurs in this uh, in this region, you know, uh, get a shot their best, put their best foot forward in in launching a business. And uh, uh, we're busy. We've, we've, we see a lot of uh, small businesses that entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well, but we want more. We think uh, there's a lot more that our region can do to step up our game compared to uh, the other regions down south. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day today to meet with us and, and your mentorship in the Wildcat Microphone and for helping all these small business and entrepreneurs get their feet on the ground. Thanks again for being on our show. Uh, it's my pleasure. Love to see this entrepreneurial spirit uh, keep growing. And, and thanks for being part of it yourself, Guy. Angie, today we're going to meet with Amanda Tullos of Davis Technical College, and she's the economic director of development there. Absolutely. And in fact, uh, I'm kind of the one that insisted that she be on the podcast. She's a, a great colleague and friend, and we kind of... Uh, Anchor the, uh, that, the BRC, don't you think, Amanda, with our offices on both ends? Absolutely. I'm on the right, you're on the left. We got That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's an energy-rich environment down there. If you're, ever, if you're ever feeling sad and depressed, you need a boost, uh, just go to the Davis Technical Business Resource Center and you'll come out energized. Uh, Amanda Tolos is a talented, intelligent, and energetic professional with a passion for leadership and professional fulfillment. This is true. She's a transformational leader and very passionate about influencing teams and individuals to realize their potential and lead them to action. Amanda is Director of Business and Economic Development for Davis Technical College and oversees the Business Resource Center, Custom Fit, Workforce Education, the Small Business Development Center, and more. Wow, that's a ton, uh, Amanda. Welcome to our show. We can't wait to hear more about what you do there. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here with all of you today. The and more is the best part. So yeah, I, <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely attest, Guy, to her uh, bio. It's not uh, it's not fluff. She really is that and much more. So we're glad to have you on the show today, Amanda. Oh, thanks, Angie. Appreciate yeah. that. Hey, as, a, as also a fellow transplant to uh, Northern Wasatch, as we call the Norsatch, tell us how you got here. Well, I was born and raised partly out in the Bay Area, so grew up in San Jose, but my, my parents' family was always from here. The railroad took them out west, and when I was a teenager, I think it was in my eighth grade year, we relocated to Kaysville. We can't get enough Davis County, so we remain. Here we are. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, this podcast comes from Weber State. So it's amazing to us to um, be able to interview all the wonderful people who actually graduated from Weber State. Now, I haven't been around for all of your three degrees at, at Weber State, but I have been around for the most important one, I think. And so tell us a little bit about your three degrees. And then also I'll ask you a question about your MBA. Well, I just decided a while ago I wanted to collect Weber State University degrees, I suppose. So I started with my associate's degree and then later came back and did a dual bachelor's degree. I did a business degree and a marketing. So kind of did a dual major and that was really fun. And then that, that put me out into career based. And not too long after that, it became apparent I also wanted to have my MBA. So not... Uh, just decided to collect all of the all of the degrees I could from exactly that that is awesome and being a fellow MBA I know how hard that is but you did it I think the hardest way possible I think that's fair to say I (laughs) I I have a feeling you're still recuperating so tell us about your uh, double timing the MBA yeah when everyone else was sad about 2020 having everything canceled I was in MBA recovery Uh, I started my MBA in January of 2019 in the live program at Weber State, and it occurred to me that if I was going to get this accomplished and and do the things I wanted to, I'd like to get it done as quick as possible. So it was almost impossible to get all the classes lined up so that I could do it that quickly. At one point, I actually had to take three courses at a time while in my current position, which was a bit of a stretch, but I was able to accomplish that degree in 11 months. And that I wouldn't recommend doing it that way per se. There is no uh, work-life balance or any kind of balance, but I learned a ton and was super grateful for it. And I get to use that MBA every day. That's awesome. And I know there were some uh, doubters and maybe even yourself at at some time, but you proved everybody wrong and actually did it with flying colors. So amazing. I had no doubt that you could do it, but that was uh, a little stressful at times, I'm sure. Indeed. But thank you. Yes, it was. It was worth it. Very Very good. Very good. Now, as economic development director at Davis Tech, um, it's good for you to have some business background, some entrepreneurial experience. And so tell us about the experience that you've had with small business. So I guess I learned about myself a really long time ago that I like to be busy. And I actually hate the word busy, but I like to have a lot of things on my agenda. So when I first stepped into motherhood, I opened a business up within just a few weeks because I was no longer working and just kind of sought for something I could do in an at-home situation with a newborn. And, and that, that was really a lot of fun just to open us. I did a small eBay business. And then later as I had other children, I opened up other small businesses, but just, just things that I could do, not necessarily that I wanted to grow, just more something to keep my mind entertained on things beyond just peanut butter and jelly and the other duties as a sign that came with having three kids in four years. I loved that, but it, it also, I had this a little bit of a void in me. I wanted to still be a part of business. I've always been drawn to it. I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Um, all of my siblings and my parents, every one of us has, has been and continued to be business owners. So it's kind of in our blood. Um, but yeah, I, I had the chance to just run small small things over time. And then that led me down the path of business when I decided to go back to school later too. Yeah, that's awesome. I I know people when I had young kids would ask me, do you have three, four or five jobs right now, Angie? And and you just have to keep your mind going along with raising those uh, those beautiful babies, huh? 
It's true. I was teasing Guy the other day when we talked about it, that I think as an entrepreneur at that point in my life, I was, I was averaging about 10 cents an hour. So it was definitely not for profitability, but certainly things, lessons learned. So you learned a lot there. Now you're the director of economic development, but you learned a lot. That's great that you bring that experience to this leadership role. What, what do you think was the most impactful thing that you remember from being an entrepreneur that helps you with, with helping small business owners and entrepreneurs today? Well, I think that the biggest lesson is to focus on the things that you're good at and don't be afraid to ask for help on the things that you're not. There's always going to be a facet of business that comes more naturally to each of us. And then there will be things that we really struggle with. And I think what I've learned the most, and as I consult and counsel with businesses in my position, you, your passion is what drives an entrepreneur more often than not. It's that what gets you out of bed in the morning. And so as soon as possible, you need to identify the things that you've that you either want to be better at and then you go after that plan or it's learning to hire out those things in your business because that's it's it ends up limiting your creativity and your passion if you don't. So I would say I learned really early on that I do not enjoy teaching myself how to do taxes in business and there are people who are so good at it there isn't a need for me to do that. And so it's it's really just it's really just honing in on what do you want to do with your business? And then how much do you need to make to pay someone else to do those things that don't light you up? Absolutely. Um, now, I kind of lived this with you, but tell our listeners uh, when you started at Davis Tech. I came to Davis Tech in 2018, the beginning of 2018, and came here actually to run a single department that was over workforce training and continuing education um, and then a few months after that, our, my boss at the time was, was promoted to the president of the college and I was right place, right time, right energy, I suppose, because I had been here about seven months and I absorbed his entire portfolio and was asked to run the division. So that was exciting and challenging. And about, I think it was six days after I was asked to do that is when I was accepted into my double time MBA program. So 2019 is a bit of a blur, uh, but I certainly would say I had the greatest growth in that year. The hard stuff makes us strong. For both you and President Brush, I would say the right people in the right place. So congratulations and you've just run with it. So uh, it's been awesome. <laughs> About that same time, uh, President Mortensen was uh... Uh, yeah. promoted at Weaver State and and those two uh, President Brush and President Mortensen and, and President Taggart at Ogden Weaver Technical those three are really demonstrating collaboration by leadership and how they work together and it's really supporting what you all have been doing yourselves uh, in Davis County with this anyway right your relationship with each other and that collaborative nature that you guys bring to Davis County is is now just being reinforced by, by those three folks working together. What does the economic office do at Davis Tech? What, what do you do there? We have all kinds of products and services here. I, I kind of shared with my team a couple of months ago that we really, within, within our building here at the Business Resource Center, we really have our own economic development ecosystem. So a business can come in here and have so many different services wrapped around them right on location. And then we also have the ability, like Guy just mentioned, to have these great partnerships with those around us. So I'm lucky because one of my 
favorite anchor tenants, as we call them, that live here is our Chamber of Commerce, which could you ask for a better partner? No, the Chamber <laughs> of Commerce is, is an amazing resource for, for our business community. So we have some that, that are directly under Davis Tech, and then we have others that we get to host and, and have them be tenants here. So some of the things that we have that's part of our division are we have our workforce education, which is your continuing education courses. So anything that you need from um, vehicle safety inspections to Microsoft Excel, we put together courses all the time to help people keep their skills upgraded. And then we have custom fit funding, which I think we'll get into more a little, in a little bit, but custom fit funding is largely, it's, it's appropriated funds from our legislation and it's, uh, funding that helps offset the training costs so that our workforce stays current and relevant and we can upskill them. And then we also have our Small Business Development Center, which is a huge piece of our economic engine here at Davis Tech. Last year, just in our last fiscal year, now, of course, COVID certainly exacerbated the need for people to have business consulting, but we met with more than 750 businesses last year and helped them acquire and obtain sales and debt and equity of more than $19 million just out of this one little building here in Kaysville, Utah. So the, the impact of things that our services provide is, is hugely felt by our community and we're proud to be a part of it. Yeah, Amanda, I know it's an, uh, a full-time job just to educate everybody of all the things that you guys do offer. And uh, so we uh, try to uh, partner as much as possible. And I know that we love your custom fit team and it's lovely that they are literally one step outside our office and the whole team is there. So we use them a lot. Um, we're hoping to get Andrew Willis, which I think that we can easily say is the best director of the SBDC in the state. We can say that, right? But um, tell us a little bit more about what he does in the SBDC. So the SBDC is part of the SBA. So it's a federal program. And here at our, at our site, we have a counselor, a full-time and a part-time counselor that you can come in at any stage of your business. So the SBA defines a small business as someone that has 500 or less employees. So as long as that is your company, you can come in here, whether you've got a brand new idea and you're trying to flesh it out. If you're here because you need to alter your business plan, we can meet with you on that. But when you're looking to be connected to the next thing, or you're just not sure why things aren't flowing, or perhaps you're ready to grow and you're not exactly sure choice A, B, or C, what you should do. Those are the things that we can sit down with you. And it's, there's no cost to you because it's a program through the SBA. So why not take advantage of that? It's always good to have a third party look through things. One of the things that we are known for and, and really help businesses with a lot is getting ready for anything in the financial world. When you go to a bank, you need to have your ducks in a row. And I think a lot of times people go in and think, well, I've got good credit and I have a good plan. But if you come and sit down and meet with a small business development counselor beforehand, the data will show that you are way more likely to have success in obtaining debt or equity if you meet with us first, because we've done it so many times and we can see things that you can't see. Absolutely. And I, we probably should, for our listeners, not assume that they know what SBDC is, the Small Business Development Center. Is that yes, correct? Thank you. <laughs> We're all victim of our acronym. So thank exactly. you. Small Business Development Center. Right, exactly. Now, one of my favorite parts of the building when I give a, a little tour is the incubator space over there and all the good things that you do. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, we have 18 offices that are deeply discounted from market rate. We want to help people who've been at home with their business or been in the garage, and it's time for them to take that next step and get a real a real e or not an email address, a physical address and a place to come that is dedicated just to work. So we we have great rates on our offices and you can stay here. We call them incubators because you're not meant to live here forever. Although you can, that's what an example of our chamber of commerce is. You can graduate into that. But if you are in our incubator space, you have up to three years that you can be here surrounded by all of these services as you're really trying to you know, be that catalyst for your business and you can come and live here for three years and then we'll help you grow and find your next location. So that's been a great program. Well, that's uh, the small business kind of getting you off the ground. Let's say your small business is kind of moving a little bit and all of a sudden you get a new piece of equipment or some new software. You guys have some training programs that help companies train their people better. What is it? Custom fit training? It is custom fit training. So custom fit, I touched on this just a bit earlier, but custom fit are tax dollars that have been appropriated. If you are a for-profit company in Davis and Morgan County, we can help you here. But if you are a for-profit company anywhere in Utah, you have access to these custom fit funds. And the funds are meant to help subsidize the cost of your training. We want to invest in our current workforce you know, we, we have other programs that bring new companies in, and that is all great, but we also want to make sure that our workforce stays current and stays trained. So kind of like what Guy was just suggesting, if there's a new software or any kind of learning that is needed for your employees, and, and this applies to technical skills or leadership skills, anything, hard skills, soft skills, doesn't matter, whatever you need as your company to help you either sustain or grow or become more productive, we can help you with those. So Custom fit requires that a company pay at least 50% of the cost, but a lot of, for us, for example, in Davis and Morgan County, we try to cover at least 40% of all training costs. And it's a great program to help people, A, prioritize training because now the financial piece should not be as much of a burden, but also if you, no matter what it is, we'll help you put it together. So say for instance, there is a specific training that you want to go to. We can help you with the cost of that training. But if it's really a skill that you're looking for and you don't see a specific training, we can put the training together and help pay for it. So it really is, that's why they call it custom fit because it's really designed to do exactly what the business needs it to do. So Amanda, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. What's some advice that you would give to new entrepreneurs? Oh, don't question yourself. Jump in, but be be aware and willing and ready to know that it is a very different life if you haven't done it before, but it's very exciting. There's so many programs wrapped around what you can do with a new small business. And we're a great example of that. Our Chamber of Commerce, some of the great things that are going on at Weber State, such as the Wildcat Micro Fund. There's lots of opportunities, but don't do it alone. I think a lot of times people tend to think, I have a great idea, I am the product. And none of those things should inhibit you from really jumping in and figuring out all these different pieces that are set up to help you find success. So I would suggest to anyone to always find their small business development center and always come and start with us. If you're anywhere in our region and our footprint, we would love to help you. 
Amanda, I, I love that advice because a lot of people have a passion and an idea, but doesn't mean, like you said, that they know how to do accounting and marketing and financing. And it would be sad for them not to be able to realize that because they don't have those skills. And that's what uh, you, you offer in your building. It's yeah. true. And there's, there's legalities too, that we may or may not think of. So for instance, I shared that I have had a couple of small businesses. They've only ever been me, but once you take on employees, it all changes. And so there's a lot of things that you may think that you're aware of, but it's always good to double check. And again, having a third party look at things helps you avoid some of those mistakes that you don't want to have to make. So people out there, they're saying, well, I'm sold. I, I want to get with Amanda and her team. What's the best way for them to get connected with you? So I would send everyone to our website because all of us can be contacted through that, including myself. So we are BRC, and that stands for Business Resource Center, brc.davistech.edu. And you can walk through all the different types of services that we have, as well as those such as our Chamber of Commerce and others that are here in our building. So it's not just my team. It's really everybody around us that we can plug you into and help serve your company. Oh, excellent, Amanda. Thank you so much. So folks out there, brc.davistech.edu, reach out to, to that website and you can meet with Amanda and her team and, and the Chamber of Commerce there if you drive to that great, wonderful facility there. Amanda, thanks for joining our show today. It's been fantastic. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks to both of you, my good friend Angie, for thinking of me. And this has been a lot of fun. I hope to see many of you come through our door. Thank you, Guy and Amanda. Always a pleasure. Thank you again to Angie Osgathorpe, my co-host today. Amanda Tullis for spending such great time with us and sharing what she's doing there at the Davis Technical College in the Economic Development Department there. Sean Buse for sharing us insights on the Small Business Development Center in Ogden. And as always, Quinn Ulrich, Autumn Soto, Shelby Moyes, and Studio 76 of Weber State University for producing our show. Thank you so much for listening to the latest presentation of Forging the Norsatch. Please look for all future installments bi-weekly on Tuesdays on your preferred podcast provider.